You're 3,000 feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to. Because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Hi, this is Monica Richardson, and this is Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. Monica Richardson here today, and it is October 15th, uh, 2018. And we're going to do a show, The Real Deal About Rehabs and Sober Living. We're going to do a quick 15 minutes, and then we're going to come back in and do another 15 minutes. We're going to do little segments today. And uh, so um, I'm interviewing um, Danielle, and she has worked in the business of... uh, rehab uh, for over 10 years and very, very knowledgeable about this. So I'm what I'm doing here is I really like to talk to parents and loved ones. So if you have a husband or wife, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, and uh, to parents um, who have children who have issues. So I want to just give a plug. There are three movies that I'd like you to see that are out there that are really educational. One is called The Business of Recovery. I would watch that. Um, that was made a couple of years ago along with my film, which is called The 13th Step. And then the other film, which is called One Little Pill. And that's done by famous actress Claudia Christian. And that talks about the Sinclair Method and the use of naltrexone. So a lot of places don't even talk about new science. And if you're um, a parent, um, I highly suggest Craft over Al-Anon. And it's C-R-A-F-T, capital letters. You can Google it. Another great resource is the Center for Motivation and Change. I'm sorry, the Center for Motivation and Change, and you would go to their website. You could call them and ask for a therapist trained out of there. They have people that are now in different parts of the country that can work in that field. And, um, yeah, okay, so here we are. On on that note, I am going to bring on Danielle. Okay, here we go. Hi, Danielle, you're live with me. How you doing? Hey, Monica, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you here. 
Um, so I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know you have a lot of experience and a lot of understanding. Uh, let's just talk. We can go straight away with um, what happens in treatment that families need to know. Um, well, for starters, there's a lot of things that happen that uh, family members and loved ones and even individuals themselves that want to get help that have no idea about. You know, um, a lot of them can be blindsided. And, um, you know, and just to, you know, state for the record, you know, this isn't like one or two kind of like rehabs. You know, what I'm going to talk about is pretty much close to, I would say, 95 to 98% of rehabs in the United States of America. And, uh, you know, the overall gist is what happens is, uh, you know, you, it, it's kind of like a bait and switch. You know, the, it starts with the family members of whoever they're talking to, whether it's somebody on the phone, a lot of families, I, I would say about 70 to 80 percent of family members find a rehab through the Internet, through an ad, whoever has the flashiest ad or the top uh, Google, you know, ads, which I would definitely highly recommend that people do not do. Because just because somebody pays a lot of money or a facility pays a lot of money to have, you know, um, uh, you know, top Google searches does not mean that they are a good or a top-notch facility. So it usually starts off with uh, family members talking to somebody over the phone, which they always think is an expert. They think this is somebody with an education. They think this is somebody that you know, done their, you know, studies and uh, has a degree when, as a matter of fact, um, it, it, that's, that's far from the case. A lot of the times these family members who they're speaking with, they are a layman person, somebody that went through addiction themselves, you know, might have a, you know, a couple of weeks, clean and sober, months, even years. However, you know, um, they're in no way, shape or form other than their own personal experience, really qualified to clinical or any professional advice when it comes to uh, substance abuse or, or mental health. Um, and a lot of family members don't, don't know that. So, you know, they're listening to a story and the other person also that family members really need to be aware of and loved ones is the person that you're speaking to on the phone prior to your loved one getting admitted to a facility is a salesperson first and foremost. And that's the truth. You can ask a lot of people that work in the industry, they're, they're salesperson probably working for commission. Um, and up until recently, you know, we're, we're getting paid per head for each admit that they had, you know, recently some laws have changed, especially in the state of Florida, you know, where they, that, that cannot happen anymore. However, you know, in California, it still happens. In a lot of other states, it still happens. So that's that's the first thing. Um, you know, that that person that you're talking to on the phone, I can you know guarantee you that some of them say that they care, but for the most part, what they really care about is, unfortunately, uh, the amount of money that's going to be in their next paycheck. So that's the first step. I mean, the next step is, and there's just so much into it. There's just so much people don't know. Let's say a person does get admitted. You know, as soon as they come in, it's you know, if they're going to a detox, then that, that, that's probably the only medical portion, so to speak, of their whole entire treatment process. And once detox is done, anything that has to do with medicine and science pretty much ends there. You know, um, after that, it, it's a crapshoot, you know, what, what rehab they're going to be going to. And a lot of detoxes are actually separate from actual rehabs. Um, but for the most part, what's going to happen is they're going to enter some place. It's a rogue place. Um, you know, of course, like they have to have licensed therapists at the, the facility has to be open under someone's license. However, um, what that usually means is that the people that are really treating uh, those that, you know, have addiction problems are usually just someone with a high school diploma that's working underneath, you know, the licensed person. And these are lay people that just, you know, got a certification maybe for like 60 hours and, 
And usually the person that ends up getting the job as a counselor, case manager, um, ends up to be someone's buddy or friend from AA, the Rooms of Alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous, which does not mean that someone is qualified to treat somebody with a uh, addiction disorder uh, in combination with a mental health issue. Um, so it just starts off right there. It's uh, They're going to be going from groups to groups during the day. Nothing is really customized. And, and again, I, I need to really emphasize here that this is not just a couple of rehabs that do this is 90 to 95, probably more, I would say 98% of facilities in the United States. And they're, they, they all treat addiction like this. They're very cookie cutter. Everybody's pathologized the same. Everybody has the same disease of addiction. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you were your issue with alcohol, the person next to you had heroin or the one across from you was crack cocaine. Every single person is treated through the male cookie cutter exactly the same. It's almost never individualized. They might have some groups that are like, okay, this is your trauma group, but you're in there with a lot of other people with very complex issues. And the person, honestly, that's, that's treating all of this is just is way below standard. I mean, this is really serious, complex stuff and, uh, and none of it's being treated the, the right way. Um, and just that there's just so much stuff. A lot of family members also like just uh, just don't know that um, uh, depending upon where in the country, for example, if someone's doing treatment in California, a lot of family members don't even know. Your loved one's probably not even getting real therapy. They're getting, uh, they're just being shuffled from group to group, <clears throat> doing a lot of, you know, AA step work, um, which anybody can pretty much do for free. But with these treatment centers, it's, it's easy because it's easy to, you know, the stuff is already there the people that are treating these individuals are in AA themselves. So it's really easy. They put a clipboard chalkboard here, do this AA work, and then they end up, you know, billing insurance for it. So here's uh, th- thank you so much, uh, Danielle. Um, one of the things that I had found out only a little bit before I met you, and then I really got educated and then the OC register, Tony Saavedra and uh, Terry made, did some big stories that the part that I found so shocking is that rehab was going on in houses, in um, in neighborhoods, and in you know in my neighborhood in Culver City in Los Angeles. Of course, there's many in Carlsbad. If you go south into Orange County and that whole area, that there's no doctor there, there's no nurse there. So you're, you're people are sending their kid on a plane without even checking out this rehab. They look at pictures and they think, oh, this is great, or it might be a big beautiful house, but there's still or it could be a shitty small house. But there's still there is no doctor. So if you're somebody coming off drinking heavily, um, who actually needs a real detox, is going to show up at a rehab that is in a freaking house in a neighborhood that there is no regulation. California is the one one of the most unregulated. What's happened? Oh well, that was super weird. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I uh, just like my phone there went dead for a second. Um, and I'd like you to talk. Can you talk about that? Uh, Danielle, please. Yeah, sure. No problem. And you know what? This is actually a particularly uh, unique problem that's really centered in in California, especially in Southern California. You know, when I came out here uh, for work, actually, you know, thinking it was going to be a lot better than what I experienced in Florida, you know, come to find out, I I mean, I was kind of blown away. Um, And the reason why I'm chuckling is because I thought Florida industry was bad enough as it is treatment and come out to, you know, come out here to find out It, it could be much worse. And what's particular about California, they have what are called medical non-medical detoxes, if you can believe that. That's the actual term for it, meaning that, um, you know, they are, they're not, they're, they're, they're not, they could be licensed, they could be not licensed, but however, they are not licensed 
to have 24-hour nursing care, to have a doctor on staff at all times. And what, what happens is um, they, these, these rehabs, if you want to call them that, they buy these houses, usually nice ones. And what they do is just that they have like a contracted, let's say, physician's assistant or a doctor that does not have to be there. He can come two or three times a week. They fill the house up with, let's say, maybe sometimes two to three people to a room. And um, the PA or the nurse comes by every couple of days and just dispenses meds. And a lot of these places do not have 24-hour nursing care. There's a nurse, maybe, not even that. A lot of them don't even have RNs. They have LPNs. A lot of them just have techs, technicians, which are really just AA people, you know, with a high school diploma, just kind of walking the property. And the reason why this is this was so appalling and, and frightening is because, you know, the, you know, a detox, especially from alcohol and benzodiazepines, could be really serious business. It needs to be, you know, in a medical facility, you know, done under a doctor. I mean, it was with proper medication so what was scary about this and yet they, they're in residential neighborhoods like that someone could be you know having a seizure or ODing and the cops are always there and the ambulance is a lot of drama associated with having these types of places in residential neighborhoods you know and a lot of people that live in these nice neighborhoods they don't even know what's going on you know but you know one of the, I'm going to jump in here now that you just said this because when you realize that there why there are people so dying also often there and people is that there aren't real doctors there so if you were in a clinical setting, if you were in a clinic, like you're talking about some of these places in Florida that are in a commercial uh, district, that you would have to have a doctor there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I was just kind of shocked. I didn't know how California was getting away with something like this. Like, how could they just have a house and fill it up with a bunch of people that are that are really sick, like, that are really sick, and they have no oversight, no anything, and, you know, these houses are filled, and nobody's saying anything or doing anything. There's no inspections going on, and I was just kind of taken aback. They have a doctor that comes every other day. And, you know, a lot of these, these people, they need medications way sooner, as soon as they come in. Um, and the doctor's showing up the next day, the day after. I mean, I, I, I had to quit. I had to leave. I, I, I couldn't believe what was going on, and, and I couldn't watch what was going on. And it was very particular to, to Southern, Southern California. For example, in Florida, almost all detoxes are in a commercial building or at our actual medical facilities with the doctor there, 24-hour nursing. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Florida rehab, you know, has a tremendous amount of problems as well. But, you know, the, the what I experienced in Southern California, like this, this is really critical stuff. You're you're really dealing, you know, uh, you're, I feel like you're playing with playing with fire here, and a lot of family members and loved ones do not know that. And one thing I just want to say, what happens is they come to these rogue detoxes or treatment centers that are not real facilities. They, they're not real. There's no real medications. There's no real doctors. There's no real clinical staff. And then what happens is. You know, a lot of the the, the clients that come in there, they they understand this. They know this. They're not stupid, you know. And they they call these staff members out on it. They call their family members. And this is really important for people to know. Begging and pleading, please, you need to get me out of here. These people are crazy. They're not uh, properly medically detoxing me. Here's here's what happens, um, which is I feel like very traumatizing for clients when they come in. Then you have the supposed counselor or a nurse, or LPN, and these are all members of Alcoholics Anonymous, call back the family members and say, well, listen, don't listen to your loved one. They're being manipulative. Addicts and alcoholics are manipulative. We're fine. We're a very good facility. So, and a lot of family members, unfortunately, you know, get duped by this. And the reason is is because, listen, having a loved one suffering from any sort of substance abuse disorder is very difficult. It's trying, and there's a lot of stuff that happens there, and they have a very hard time trusting their loved one. However, it's kind of like the Boyd cried wolf syndrome and they get into this scenario where it's really bad. And these 
staff members are really playing a number and, and twisting and manipulating the whole situation. And the number one reason for it is, A, they need to have retention. They need to, in order for these rehabs to make money, billing insurance or self-pay, is, is retention rates. Okay, so we went we went um, a little bit over. I, I had scheduled the wrong amounts of time, and we're going to end this. And I'm going to um, have a second episode that we're going to finish. We're going to start it up. You'll be able to find it. Okay, here we. Go. You've been called to the CEO's office. You've been busting your hump all year. You think to yourself. I deserve this. Your boss slides a piece of paper across the table. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Because you know there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 Mercedes-Benz GLA at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. That's right, the sleek SUV you've had your eye on at a truly surprising price. Visit MBUSA.com GLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. You've been called to the CEO's office. You've been busting your hump all year. You think to yourself, I deserve this. Your boss slides a piece of paper across the table. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Because you know there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 Mercedes-Benz GLA at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. That's right, the sleek SUV you've had your eye on at a truly surprising price. Visit MBUSA.com GLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. <laughs> 